Will a true NFC contender stand out on Thanksgiving? We're going to break down all of the holiday matchups on a Thanksgiving preview extravaganza of the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's roll. Gobble, gobble. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, football fans, to a Thanksgiving preview extravaganza edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is presented by Prize Picks. It's not just Thanksgiving, it's Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it is presented again. By Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. And remember to go check out your favorite team's crossover Thursday episode. I am Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast, here with Alex Clancy, local expert and host of Locked On Cardinals. We're going to be breaking down these three Thanksgiving matchups. We're also going to be comparing the best five quarterbacks in the NFL to our favorite Thanksgiving foods. And as we do every week, go over the best games of week 12. Can't wait to dive into all of it with you guys. This is the best episode of the year, in my humble opinion, and the numbers don't lie. So strap in for an excellent show. Make sure you make Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day for year-round free NFL content on all platforms and apps. Alex, the first matchup of the day an NFC North battle between the Detroit Lions playing at home, as they always do, against the Green Bay Packers, who struggled to start the year, but got a win, couple of wins here. They're getting some momentum. Jordan Love looking a little bit better. What do you think about this matchup between the Lions and the Packers? And right now, the Packers are getting seven and a half points on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's enough. Uh, you know, they're coming off a, a win against a bad Chargers defense. You know, like, right. here's the thing. Jordan Love threw for over 300 yards, threw for a couple touchdowns on the clincher towards the end. This is a game, like you said in the cold open, where Detroit needs to instill their dominance. There, This is a division yes. opponent. This is a weaker division opponent. Aaron Jones is going to miss an extended period of time. A.J. Dillon's never become the guy they thought he was going to. Even though, you know, Jaden Reed and a couple other wide receivers are starting to come in their own. Uh, Christian Watson mm-hmm. had a touchdown catch Dobbs last week. Good. Here's the thing. They need to beat him by 20. Like, this is a thing where this is where you gain the respect of your opponents when games matter. It's week 12. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. Philly's coming off a win on the road Monday night against Kansas City. This is a game that the Lions need to just run up the score if they can against Green Bay to instill their dominance over the NFC North and, you know, the fringe one seed in the NFC altogether. And I, I'm going to sound crazy here, and I know it because I thought the Packers would put up a little bit more of a fight the last time they played the Lions. But out of all the games that we're going to talk about, for some reason, I feel like out of all the upsets that could happen, I feel like the Packers could go go in there and play well. Plus seven and a half on FanDuel. I, I would gobble that up. No pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Thanksgiving, everybody. Pun intended. But yeah, I, I actually like the Packers to keep it close, although I think the Lions do win. But I don't think the Lions are a team that's ready to kind of shut the door and, and really hammer home like you're talking about. The next game we have is the Dallas Cowboys at home 
against the Washington Commanders. The Commanders look like they're letting go of the rope a little bit after maybe surprising some people in the early, early weeks of the season. They traded away a bunch of pieces on defense. The only part of their defense that was really excellent in that pass rush is kind of taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Commanders, who are 10.5-point underdogs on FanDuel Sportsbook, do you think that the Commanders and Sam Howell can stay competitive in this game against the Cowboys? Only if the Cowboys have done what the Cowboys have done forever. These, <laughs> This is a game, like, this game reminds me of Thanksgiving home game against Josh Allen. I think it was three years ago where the Bills came in and beat him. Two years ago, Cole Beasley was with Buffalo then, yep. and they came in and beat him. It was ugly. Buffalo came out victorious. Buffalo this kind is of my upset themselves. special. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, this okay. is, there's going to be, I mean, I don't know what the over-under is on FanDuel currently, but there's going to be a million points scored in this game. And I don't know if it's going to be the Sam Howell, Blake Bortles effect where they're down three scores in the first quarter and he just hucks it to Terry McLaurin, right. Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel should be healthy, etc. This is a game that the Cowboys have lost more than they have won. Bright lights, home, Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm saying this is the chance for the biggest upset of the day tomorrow well i think that one thing that all of these games have in common as we move to the third one is they're all divisional games yeah and divisional games because you know your opponent better the coaching staffs know what the other coaching staff likes to do how they adjust sometimes these games have a tendency to be a little bit closer than maybe they should be or maybe you would think they would be just with the teams in a vacuum so i think that that would allow for maybe some more competitive games than it looks like just based on the opponents and that's why we all tune in right because somehow some way these games do find a way. There's usually one snoozer. There's usually one game that isn't close. Um, and because I think it's going to be this game, it'll probably be the Lions-Packers game. But I think we'll get a couple of games that are close. And one of them that I think will will be closer than people expect is the Seahawks against the 49ers. Uh, I, I think that while the 49ers are a better team, they've kind of found their mojo a little bit. I think the Seattle in a division game led by a good coach and Pete Carroll will kind of keep this thing close. Do you think that'll be a blowout? Or do you think it'll be close? Right now, Seahawks... Seven point underdogs, and I think that's about sportsbook. I mean, they're they're I moving think. in different way, moving in different trajectories. Geno Smith uh, hobbled last week. The um, 49ers looked yeah, very really very fine. good. <laughs> I mean, if you can unlock if you can unlock Brandon Ayuk on top of everybody else, it's not going to be mm-hmm. fair. You know, George yeah. Kittle caught another touchdown pass. Christian McCaffrey caught a touchdown pass. Debo Samuel had had a large chunk game. The defense is the defense. You know. This could be the defining moment for both both teams this year, where this is where the 49ers, after their three-game losing streak, you always want to have your rut in the middle of the season. Right. You don't want it to be at the end. The beginning could thwart the entire season for you. Yeah. And if the fort like this could be the stratosphere mover for the 49ers and make Seattle realize Geno Smith is good. He's Geno Smith, but he's only ever going to be Geno Smith. And this could be the game where they see it. Um, I think the 49ers win handily here. Oh, okay, handily. I think this one might be close. I'm thinking like six points. Um, I think if you could put the Seahawks and the Packers in a teaser together, though, on FanDuel Sportsbook, where you're getting the Packers at 14.5 or 13.5, and and then the Seahawks at plus 14, I think those are pretty good bets because I think a lot of these games, other than the Commanders-Cowboys game, could be a a, a little low scoring, more than we think it is. Uh, One question that I do want to ask you that kind of pops out to me, we talked about the Lions, the Cowboys, the 49ers. In my opinion, those are the teams, the best teams in the NFC behind Philly. Out of all three of those teams right now, if you had to say one of the, if you say one of these teams beats Philadelphia, 
Which team could you see beating Philadelphia? Is it the 49ers who got close last year? Or do you think the Cowboys or Lions have taken that next step up to be underneath Philly? Who could challenge Philly out of those three NFC contenders? 49ers. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, their defense is healthiest, even though they lost one of their linebackers to a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the best player in the NFL that's not a quarterback. He has the most impact in a game because he gets the ball handed to him and he doesn't have to run a route and trust somebody else to get him the ball. Otherwise, you'd say Tyree Kill. Yeah, A.J. Right. Brown has been great, but you have – like right. running backs, special running backs, they get the ball behind the line. They of still matter. It's yeah. on them. And having him and Trent Williams both on the field at the same time, I think is the biggest leverage point for any team. Until Dak does it, I don't trust him. Until Jared Goff does it again, they'd be second and Dallas would be third. But it's still mm-hmm. the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan has that running on autopilot and they've got the best group of skill position players at every position in the NFL. Group well, together I, I, in, in, in the NFL. I can generally agree with the rankings that you have there with the 49ers and then the Lions. I was going to say the Lions. And one thing that I come back to is offensive line. The Lions maybe have the best offensive line yeah. in the NFL. The 49ers do have a good one as well. But right now the Lions are just mauling people up front again. Pun intended, baby. Pun intended. They're mulling people up front. And as that defense gets better, I think it legitimizes them. And they've won tough games now. They're pulling out. The, remember in hard knocks and the season before, they would just lose those games. They were close. They weren't winning them at the end. Now, even when they play poorly, like against the Bears, they still mm. find a way to win. They're right. the team that finds a way. And I think that that happening right now in front of our eyes makes them a much more serious contender than maybe it would appear. But with that being said, we are going to move forward here. Got a fun conversation ahead. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Which of the top five NFL quarterbacks are which Thanksgiving dishes? We're going to dive into our list here in just a moment. Before we do, though, Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and Thanksgiving is a perfect opportunity to get on Prize Picks, guys. It's this easy. All you do is you look at the Prize Picks projections. Let's say uh, Jared Goff, two hundred passing yards. Uh, David Montgomery, seventy rushing yards, for example. Brock Purdy, two passing touchdowns. Sam Howe, an interception. All you got to do is look at the projection that the player has and say whether they're going to do more or less. You put two to six players together and you have a chance to win up to 25 times your money. And right now, if you don't want to just do football, you can add in different sports. Like you could do Travis Kelsey catches and LeBron James three-pointers. It's so awesome. It's so much fun. You don't have to go against a thousand bots, pros, sharps. It's just you against the prize picks projections. Make sure that you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Alex, let's continue a Thanksgiving preview extravaganza edition 
of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We just talked about all three of the Thanksgiving matchups, the line in those games. Will an NFC contender stand up? Very excited to see what happens on Thursday. Now I want to have a little bit of fun with the holiday. Compare some NFL quarterbacks to some Thanksgiving dishes. Make sure you guys let us know your thoughts on who you compare to what dishes. Let's have some fun this Thanksgiving. Also do want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with local experts from Locked On plus coverage from national shows like the Locked On NFL podcast, of course. Make sure you go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be a part of history. Thanks for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex, this was your idea, and I love it. We're going to be comparing the top five quarterbacks in the NFL to Thanksgiving dishes, and the top five quarterbacks for us are, and there's obviously you got to come to some sort Bear of... Bear with us. Here. We're going averages here. Right. Yeah. Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Okay. We're going with theirs. Right now, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are probably the top two MVP candidates Burrow and Mahomes have earned it. And although Josh Allen throws a lot of interceptions, he's clearly a huge playmaker, and I think he deserves to be in the top five for right now. So with that being said, though, Alex, I will let you go first. Do you want to go quarterback by quarterback? Let's go quarterback by quarterback. Okay, let's start with who it is until it isn't. Patrick Mahomes. What Thanksgiving dish is Patrick Mahomes to you? And this isn't in the hierarchy of what you think the best dish is for Thanksgiving, like, oh, the best thing for me is this, so this is Patrick Mahomes. For me, it's mashed potatoes, and let me explain. Patrick Mahomes is mashed potatoes because it goes with everything. If the turkey's bad, if the ham is bad, the stuffing's bad, if everything's bad, mashed potatoes are always there for you, okay? They will end up on 99, unless people are allergic to potatoes, I don't know if that's a thing, will end up on 99% of people's plates on Thanksgiving, and they're going to fulfill your necessity for whatever that is for you. And that's Patrick Mahomes for me. Okay, that's fair. But for me, Patrick Mahomes is the turkey. He's the centerpiece. The entire meal, the entire universe centers around him on Thanksgiving. That's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. A lot of the time, certain sides are bad. Certain things they don't have, they do have, blah, blah, blah. But you always can count on the turkey. And whether you like the dark meat, the light meat, whatever it happens to be, you're probably going to find something that you can munch on and feel good with. It's going to be the star of the show. When it's its best, it can't be beat. Even when it's not its best, it's still reliable. Patrick Mahomes is the center of the NFL universe. Therefore, he is the turkey. Okay. I disagree. Fair enough. Number two, Joe Burrow. And I will go here. And to me, Joe Burrow is ham. So I see a lot of people these days saying that ham is actually the better Thanksgiving meat than turkey. And I am here to tell you, no, it isn't. It may be cooler. It may be flashier. It may have a better sheen on it. You know, it's shinier on the, on the serving plate. But no, turkey is still undefeated. Turkey is still the best. And at the end of the day, there are some issues with ham, some places that are a little too fatty, blah, blah, blah. It's just not as reliable as the turkey. You cool kids, 
Stay out of Thanksgiving with your ham. Take it to Christmas. All right, traditional. Patrick Mahomes, turkey, Joe Burrow, ham. See, for me, I'm going to go garlic mashed potatoes. And let me explain. You're doubling down. No, no, no. They're very different. There are such things as garlic allergies. Okay, number one. Garlic mashed potatoes isn't for everybody. Garlic mashed potatoes is a little edgier. And it's not as easy to digest and just put anywhere on a Thanksgiving plate. Now, Joe Burrow looks to be, when healthy, unfortunately he's out for the year, maybe the next one. We don't know. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, whatever. The garlic is what pulls him away from being the staple that is traditional mashed potatoes like Patrick Mahomes. He's the edgier brother. You know, he's the one that isn't for everybody. He wore the leather jacket in eighth grade. He's the cool Joe. You don't really know what he's going to be. And it's not, and they aren't always good. Too much garlic, not enough. If you're doing garlic mashed potatoes, you got to deliver. But if you deliver a bulb of garlic, it ain't mashed potatoes. Joe Burrow, garlic mashed potatoes. That's interesting. That's interesting. All right. I'm going to go to Josh Allen. Okay. Josh Allen is mac and cheese. All right. (laughs) And this is why. Because when you get good Josh Allen, when you get good mac and cheese, that southern baked crispy layer on top with the browned cheese where it's creamy, you know, there is nothing better. There is nothing better than mac and cheese done perfectly. When Josh Allen is cooking, when he's throwing it, when he's running, he's hurtling defenders, he's giving the truck stick to DBs. When Josh Allen is is perfect, there is nothing better. He's a dominant force. That really Pat good. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, they just simply don't have the bag that Josh Allen does. But how often is the mac and cheese done right, Alex? How <laughs> often is the mac and cheese chalky? How often is the mac and cheese crunchy on top and too overdone? How often is there just no liquidity at all to the mac and cheese? It's just so inconsistent. It's so up and down depending on who made it, where you're getting it from. Josh Allen is by far the mac and cheese because it's the best of the best when it's good, but it's just not as good as often as you want it to be. Thank you for segueing into what may be our biggest point of contention ever on this podcast. Josh Allen's a turkey. He gets too much credit for being good when it's not. Ah, turkey hate. It's, turkey it's such. It's su- here's the thing. Take away the fried turkey cheating. Take away yeah. fried you know, anything like, makes it better. With, with with smoked turkey, I'll allow it yeah. because it takes finesse. Okay, if you're gonna bake it with the brine, everything like that, the majority of the time, turkey just isn't a good poultry. Okay, but it gets the well. But that's not saying Judge Allen. That's my personal. But when done right. Turkey is great. I still don't think it's as good as everybody gives it credit for. Yes. And that is why I would say Josh Allen, he's shown flashes of what could be, but not with with enough sustainability when it's mattered to be able to be the elite that the marketing team for Turkey claims it is. Okay, fair enough. All right, we're speeding through the last two quarterbacks here. We got three down. Next one for me, Jalen Hurts. I got Hertz as the mashed potatoes, all right? Mashed potatoes are really good, but they need a lot of help. You got to have cream. You got to have butter, probably a ton of salt, lots of pepper. You want some chives on top, probably pour some gravy over top of it as well. Look, 
Jalen Hurts is really good on his own. Potatoes are great. But if you really want mashed potatoes to shine, you got to make sure that you have the right cream. You got to make sure that you have the right cheese and the salt and that everything has to be in there. Like the good offensive line, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, the coaching, it all has to come together. So potatoes on their own are very good, and Jalen Hurts is very good. But if you really want Jalen Hurts to shine, you need the right cream. You need the right seasonings. You need to make sure that you dress them up a little bit. And so very good on their own, but to be a true star needs a little bit of extra help. And with that, I mean, you're just segueing into the right answer every time. It's stuffing. Stuffing needs help, but with that, stuffing is flexible. Stuffing is adaptable. Stuffing allows to cover up not so great things on a, on a Thanksgiving Works in plate. A lot of different spreads. But there are a lot of things that go into it. Now you could use that as his arm strength and his runability, his elusivity, things like that, his just knowledge for the game. But yes. Yes, very Maybe brilliant. throwing, and I don't want to throw, like you throw some celery in there. Okay, some people throw yeah. cornbread. Some people throw right. fruit in there, which I think is ridiculous. And the turkey drippings on it, cooking yeah, in the like middle. There are certain yep. things that when added, bolster, and elevate said stuffing, mm-hmm. but stuffing on its own, even stovetop stuffing is flexible and it it's is. able to do multiple things, which is what mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is able to do. 100%. All right. Lamar Jackson is the great. Is gravy. Lamar the Jackson gravy. is the great. You tell him, Alex. So, I'll let you take yeah. this one. You tell yeah. him. Yeah. So there's one thing that I've talked about a lot with Lamar Jackson on this podcast and when I did radio and stuff. There are very few things that are more smooth and beautiful and eloquent to watch than an NFL player running in space better than other NFL players. And there's a few guys like this, you know, in history, you know, like, uh, um, like Lamar Jackson, what he does. I, 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 right. Um, Gronk, but in a different way, Jamar chase, like Travis Kelsey's not fun to watch play football. He's not elusive. He knows his angles better than anybody. Lamar Jackson just, He's like an NFL player playing in the preseason when he's in space, running against guys who are on practice squad who are on practice squads around the league. Yeah, that's why he's the gravy. Okay, he's smooth. He's fun to administer. <laughs> like yes. it doesn't matter. He goes injected with injected in my veins. Works for yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And when works I for think, gravy. Yeah, when I think Lamar Jackson, I think a duck swimming across a pond where it's very, very smooth up top while he's going nuts with his legs, you know, down below. And I think with gravy, there are compound flavors in gravy, but the final product is just a silky, smooth, mm-hmm. incredibly ingestible item that goes with yes. it. And I would also say that now we've seen different wide receivers. We've seen different offensive line. We've seen different offensive coordinators. But uh, gravy goes on everything, baby. Everything is gravy. All right, everything is gravy. But with that being said, we are going to move forward to the best games of week. Sorry, Ross. There are way more over. football coming. More football coming. Yeah, sorry, Ross. Happy Thanksgiving. More football coming here in just a moment. We are going to talk about, again, the best games of week 12. Thank you for tuning in. The Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. All right, football fans, we are going to wrap up this Thanksgiving preview extravaganza edition of the Locked On 
NFL podcast. Again, I am one of your hosts, Tyler Roland, local expert for Locked On Titans here with Alex Clancy, local expert of Locked On Cardinals. We're here every day with you on Locked On NFL, breaking down all of the latest NFL news, talking about the games, everything. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The best games of week 12. It's our favorite segment of the week. I think, obviously, it's a special week with Thanksgiving, so may not be the case this week, but nonetheless, our favorite child, Alex. There's one game here that really, really stands out to me, and I think it's going to be incredibly exciting for multiple reasons, and it is the Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are 9-1. and one. The Bills are 6-5. and five. It's been a struggle this year. I still think Buffalo's a good team. I think the Eagles, while they play, they've played well, they actually haven't played as well as they played last year. I think maybe on defense they've been a little bit better, but the offense isn't quite humming like it was last year. I think this is a chance for Buffalo to get a win that could right the ship emotionally and kind of remind everybody, like, hey, we are one of the best teams in the NFL. So I think Buffalo desperately needs this and doesn't need to drop to six, six and six. I think that would be dangerous territory. For them, as like the Browns and the Steelers continue to get better and the Texans could get a win. I'm sure you'll mention them in a moment. One of us will. But the Bills at the Eagles, I think talent-wise, is the best matchup of the week. And the Bills really, really need to win that game on the road. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a tale of two different storylines for Week 12. It's who's getting the first pick and who's making the playoffs. You know, because this is there's a lot of bad matchups, a lot of, a lot of not-so-great matchups. There are two that I want to mention. I will. This is one team that we have given a lot of crap to, and rightfully so up until the last four games where they've won them all, and it's the Broncos. And they've got one of their toughest yeah. tests on Sunday with, you know, DTR-led Cleveland Browns coming in with one of the best defenses in the NFL. The Broncos' offense has looked anemic for the majority of the season. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton has been a vision and touchdown dependent, but he scored touchdowns in many games this year. And we'll see what Russell Wilson can do at home on Thanksgiving weekend because I said this – we had a, I can't remember what week it was. It was probably week four or week five. That's normally when we do this. Which team has the best chance to turn it around? The Broncos were at the top of my list because Sean Payton's done it. Russell Wilson's right. done it. It's a new system. They had to rust off the cobwebs from uh, from Nathaniel Hackett and what happened last season. Javante Williams wasn't healthy, you know, whatever it was. And they're really starting to turn the edge. Is it too late for them to make the playoffs? We'll see. But if they can get a W on Sunday, it'll be massive, especially with Cleveland, who is running up the ranks in the AFC. Now, the one for me is Jacksonville and Houston. Um, CJ Stroud is just like, and I witnessed this, you know, firsthand last week and I'm tied to this covering the Cardinals, you know, with having the Houston Texans pick through the draft day trade last season, like Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, Devin Singletary, the Bills fans should be apoplectic that they let Devin Singletary walk after having him a couple years and never utilizing him properly. Look at what he's done. That team is fun. Will Anderson, fun. We'll see if Jacksonville can, you know, replicate last week. They lost to Jacksonville, lost to them earlier in the season. Trevor Lawrence coming off a four-touchdown performance. This may be the game of the week for me for future pacing because we don't know anything about either of these two teams because expectations are now on Jacksonville, and this is a surprise year for Houston. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, Houston wins this game. They're both 7-4. and Houston's beat Jacksonville twice. Yeah. It would be in, in the lead in the AFC South. I mean, that's huge. And I got to be honest here, as someone who was intimately tied to the Jacksonville game last week, covering the Titans' 20-point loss, Right, Jacksonville didn't look great 
throughout that game. The Titans are just a bad, bad team. So yeah. while it would be easy to be like, oh, Jacksonville righted the ship, you know, 34-14, they're, they're playing well again after that beatdown in San Francisco, I'm saying not so fast on this. And I, I think Houston actually wins this game. The only other game that I wanted to mention here was 6-4 and four Steelers at 5-5 five and five Bengals. Mm-hmm. Not as much shine on this game because obviously Jake Browning is playing for the Bengals, but the Steelers are still hanging in there, and they just lost to the Browns with a backup quarterback. They fire Matt Canada. This is a big opportunity for them to get a win, go to 7-4. and four. Even though I'm not very high on the Steelers, it's still a big opportunity for them to, to take a leap with a backup quarterback, and the Steelers have lost to a backup quarterback last week, so they could lose again. I think it might be an interesting yeah, game. Yeah, and then real quick before we get out, could this be Brandon Staley's last game? as coach of the Chargers with Baltimore coming into town. This was on the on the cutting room floor. Right. And I uh, wanted to give you this first before we left. Did We did think for a moment to talk about head coaches getting fired. Matt Canada got fired, the OC of the Pittsburgh Steelers, on Wednesday or on Tuesday. Ron Rivera, if he gets an embarrassing beatdown against the Cowboys with the way that they've been looking. Uh, Frank Reich moves to 1-10. in 10. I think Jeez. owner like uh, David Tepper, that could get crazy. Uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, if the, the Titans have won every game that they played in Nashville this year, and they are better than the Carolina Panthers as a team, the Titans should win that game at home. Mike Vrabel mm-hmm. has beaten Frank Reich six of the last seven times that they played, like when he was the head coach of the Colts. And Mike Vrabel loses that game at home to the Panthers, to Frank Reich. I think that could be a loser-goes-home game with the head coaches. Whoever loses gets fired. Todd Bowles, maybe, if they get beat embarrassingly. Uh, they've lost five of their last six other than the Titans. Uh, and then uh, Matt Eberflus for the yeah. Bears. Uh, they may just want to completely scrap that after two years, get a new coach, new quarterback, Lincoln Riley. But uh, anyways, anyways, uh, we were going to talk about that. But Alex, just quickly, out of those five names, six names, whatever, who do you think is the next head coach to get fired? Should be Brandon Staley. Should have been Brandon Staley last year. Should have been Brandon Staley the year before. There is no conceivable evidence to show why Cliff Kingsbury's defensive-minded head coach brother, with that defense being the worst in the NFL, still calling defensive plays, should have a job still, especially with Billy B waiting in the wings, Bill Belichick, to take that defense over. Oh, boy, Alberto. Josh McDaniels is the OC. Take it to the moon. Oh, Kellen Moore, still take it to the moon. Oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, I think Frank Reich gets fired. I think they get blown out by the Titans. Bryce Young looks bad, throws some picks. And, and Frank Reich gets canned after 11 games or whatever it happens to be. But with that being said, that's going to do it for a Thanksgiving preview extravaganza edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving out there, everybody. Start your weekend early and stay safe out there.